Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are uh, in the middle of a series called Exactly What to Do With Your Life. And there's, you know, sarcasm warning for the next couple of seconds here. I am going to tell you exactly what to do with your life. So forget about that. We're all on a journey of faith and everybody's at different places. No, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do today. If you have been looking for answers, today is your day. Okay, that was all sarcasm. This is going to be a little tongue-in-cheek, this message series. Last week, we had a message called, Say What You Mean, Mean What You Say. And that the power of that, the power of letting your yes be yes and your no be no. And when you're communicating with others, when you're communicating with yourself, when you're communicating with God, to let whatever you say be exactly what you mean. It's not that easy. It's easier said than done. And what I want to do today on Easter Sunday is I want to dig into a little bit about how to not take things personally. And you might think, Dom, how does not taking something personally have anything to do with my spiritual growth? I know that I have been accused, mostly by myself, of going through a lot of emotional health stuff, a lot of mental health stuff up here on Sunday mornings. A lot of times I like to call this, this 30 minutes that we have here together my therapy session because it usually is. Most of the time I get way more out of what I talk about on a Sunday because I'm just pouring my heart out to you guys and I'm dumping my problems on you and then you deal with my issues for a week and then we'll see you next Sunday. That's usually how, how it goes. So how can the idea, the concept of not taking something personally have anything to do with our faith? Well, I think about myself, and I've shared this before a ton of times, so I won't go into it a bunch, but I take things very personally all the time, mostly because I think I am the star of the show, mostly because I think I am always on everybody's mind. So when anybody ever says something to me, and they say it like they're upset, I'm like, they're upset at me. I have done something to wrong this person. Is anyone else walking around thinking that they're on everybody's mind? Okay, a few people. It's a problem, I'm working on it. But it's not just me who's taking things personally. Sometimes I'll be talking to very dear friends of mine, very good friends of mine, people I love. My wife, my son, my parents, I'm talking to them and Something, I'll say something and it was meant to be a joke or I, wasn't, I was saying something else or, or I'm in a bad mood, I haven't had my nap or whatever it is, I'm a little bit hungry. You know who you are, you people who, you know, you can't go, you can't miss a meal, otherwise it's not good for anybody around you. And I'll say something and, and, and the way they react, it, was like, I, it looks like they took that personally, but I didn't, I didn't mean it personally. I got, I got my own stuff going on. I'm upset about something else. When we, were, when, we were, uh, when we were younger, when I was younger, when I was younger, by younger I mean in my 20s, just a couple years ago, we had uh, a son, Corbin, and uh, he, he, was, he was tiny, four or five. He's not tiny anymore. He was the Easter Bunny, by the way, spoiler alert. Oh, there he is. He was about half that height. Uh, he was four or five years old, and 
around two or three, I would move mountains to get him to lay down and take a nap, right? It's time for a nap. And sometimes my mom, depending on what we were doing, my mom would say, why does he have to go down for a nap? And I'm like, trust me, he needs a nap. It's going to be for all of us. <laughs> for all of us, he needs a nap. Because if he doesn't have a nap, and I'm not saying you're a child, I'm not saying you're a toddler, and I'm not saying you need a nap, but sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes somebody cuts you off in traffic. Sometimes you're waiting all day for an email from your boss to approve something you need to work on and it doesn't come, and it just really rattles you up. And then you'll get home, and somebody will say, how was your day? You know what? I don't have time to get into it. Okay, you want me to get into it? Is anyone going to get me started? Sometimes I walk in with that attitude, is anyone going to get me started? Anybody want to rile me up? I'm ready, to, I'm ready to, to lash out. What about for you? Where in your life do you take things personally? I've noticed that we, we can take things personally the more they mean to us, right? We take things personally the more they mean to us. If we're proud of how clean our car is, so we try to keep it clean, and somebody mentions how dirty it is because we went a few days afterwards, we take that personally. If we're proud of our work ethic, how, how productive we can be at work, and someone calls us irresponsible, we take that personally. We take things personally when they matter to us. You know what else I've noticed is that we take things way more personally from people that we love, right? We take things way more personally from people that are close to us in our life. I can have a stranger, someone I've never met before, say something about, I don't know, my outfit. Don't look, that's not the point. Now, I don't want you judging my outfit now. This was a bad example. Let's back it up. That was the men in black. Erase your memory. Too soon. Too soon for... We're just going to start this whole thing over. I can have a stranger say something to me about my life. And if they don't know me, then I think, okay, well, they don't, they don't know everything about me. They don't know what I have going on. They don't know that that bothers me, so I'll let it go. But if someone I know, someone I love, says something to me, I take it personally. Did you, you knew that would bother me. You knew that gets up. Now, sometimes, sometimes, you know who you are. Sometimes you, you, you deliberately push buttons of the people that you love. Does anybody do that? Anybody want to raise your hand bravely for that? I do. I do. I don't always have fun doing it. Most of the time I have fun doing it. My favorite thing to rile Amber up is I start telling her, actually, this is what I do to rile Amber up. I start telling her exactly what to do with her life. One of my favorite things is I tell her to do, I command her to do what she's already doing. <laughs> if she's laying down watching TV and I say, hey, stay right there, watch that. Easy peasy. Why do I do that? Why do I do that to the person that I love and that I want to spend the rest of my life with? I don't know. You see what I'm talking about? You see where my problems are? Now, I asked you a question at the beginning. How does the concept of not taking something personally 
have anything to do with your faith? Well, there's a phrase that is mentioned a few times throughout the books of the Bible, and that phrase is, die to yourself. Now, that language is a little extreme, but just for a few moments this morning, I want to explore the meaning, the depth of what that means. Dying to yourself. Seeing yourself, your ego, as unimportant. That is different than how we think. That is wildly different than most of us think. Even, even those of us that are helpful, if, if any of you know anything about the Enneagram, this isn't an Enneagram lesson, but if you know anything about the Enneagram, I am a two on the Enneagram. I love to help people. But I still think my ego is important. I still think what I want matters. Just because I want to help others doesn't mean I don't think I matter. So it is challenging for me to hear this phrase, to think about this concept of dying to yourself. Killing your ego every day. In fact, some of the, some of the verses say die to yourself daily. Referring to it must be a practice that we need to have where we die to ourself. Well, if, our, if we're dying to ourself, if you are dying to you, then who else is left? The people around us? If you die to yourself, if you see your ego as unimportant, then how often can you be offended? If your ego is unimportant, and somebody says, your car's too dirty, your outfit's too outdated, your glasses are too thick, <laughs> your job doesn't pay you enough, your house is too small, your car's too old. How can those offend you? How can those bother you? How can those hurt you if your ego doesn't matter? It will be impossible to take it personally if your ego doesn't matter. And here today on Easter Sunday, I want to talk about a man who was an expert at dying to himself, who knew what was really important. And if anyone could have taken what happened to them personally, it was Jesus. <laughs> what the people did to Jesus on the day of his murder, his death, his so-called trial, that was very personal to them. He was teaching some things that flew in the face of what they believed their faith was about. And I want to read a verse today. This is actually uh, in the New Testament. So the, the, the author of this particular verse is writing this after Jesus has died and has risen again. This is in uh, Galatians verse, uh, book 5, sorry, the fifth chapter. And I'm going to be reading out of the Message Bible. So if you look at your Bible at home or, or if you're looking online on your phone, the, the translation might look a little different. That's okay. Uh, we're just going to kind of read it as, uh, as a story here, okay? So let's get into it. This is uh, verse 20. My ego is no longer central. This is written by a man named Paul, and he's writing to a group of people, right? A, a group of people maybe similar to us who 
who are different ages, different walks of life, trying to figure out what it means to follow this new way of living. This was very, very new. It was the same God, right? The same God of the Jewish faith is the same God of the Christian faith, but it was this new way of approaching what that faith looked like, of how you approach God. So here's what he says. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. I don't care what you think. Can, would that set anyone free besides me if you could just no longer care what people think? And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, in quotes, but is lived by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going back on that. Is it not clear to you that to go back on that old, old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? I refuse to do that, to repudiate God's grace. If living a relationship with God could come by rule-keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. If you could have a good relationship with God by following the rules, by being good enough, by being a good Christian, if you could, if you could earn a good relationship with God by doing those things, then, Christ didn't, then Jesus didn't need to do anything. And see, Paul says here, that who he is, his ego, his desire to please the people who were looking up to him, his desire to please even God, they die every day because he chooses to put who he is in who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Die to yourself. Your ego goes away. And when your ego doesn't matter, you don't take things personally. Paul seems like he was trying to become or becoming a man who didn't take things personally. And when we don't take things personally, we become the same, we have the same energy, the same spirit that Jesus had when he went to the cross. I'm, I'm, I don't have it up here, I'm not going to put it up here, but there's a part in the Gospels one of the four books that talk about Jesus, and towards the end, it, there, there, there's a few, a few ways that they describe how Jesus, he had this trial where they accused him, and they just railroaded him through the system. They accused him, and then he gets beaten and tortured, and then they're, 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 they're gambling to see who gets his clothes after he's dead. And as they're stripping him of his clothes and really stripping him of his dignity, he says in the middle of that, Father, forgive them. Maybe you know, maybe you've heard this before, for they don't know what they're doing. In the middle of what he should have been taking personally, in the middle of what he could have been taking personally because it was a personal attack on who he was, what he was doing. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what I'm doing. They don't know what I'm here for. They don't know what I know. Do you see? Do you see why 
Jesus was able to have all of this happen to him and not take it personally because he knew what we can know. If you're taking notes, write this down. Jesus didn't take it personally because he knew it wasn't about him. It was about all of us. See, because if, if it was about him, if, if, if that day was about him, then he could have stopped it all from happening. If Jesus was who this book says he is, then he could have stopped all of it. He could have called down angels to stop everything. He could have stopped everyone in their tracks. He could have disappeared into the crowd. He did it plenty of times. If it was about him, then maybe he would have done that, but he knew it wasn't about him. He knew that it was about all of us. And he knew that the us was more important than the me. He knew that the us was bigger than the me. And the only way he could have known that, the only way you and I can know that, is if our ego isn't central to who we are anymore. Because the more our ego is central to who we are, the more that we see only us, it becomes more and more difficult to see the all of us. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. We can show the same love that Jesus did when we choose not to take offense personally. Because watch this. Taking offense, taking an offense personally, taking something personally, that is not a choice. That is a gut reaction. It doesn't take work to take something personally. For years, this is... Uh, I'll just share it anyway. For years, I was so embarrassed, and I don't, don't say anything about this later, just, okay. I'm already in way too deep here. For years, I was so embarrassed growing up about how big my lips were. I had a few kids in middle school make fun of how big they were, and they also made fun of my lisp. And now today, still, I'm 41 years old, and I think about my lisp every day, and sometimes I feel like, should I grow my mustache longer so it covers my lips so they don't seem as big? Very true. And I don't want any, you know, that's great. You know, your mustache is great. I don't want any of that, okay? Just telling you a story. And I've already shared too much. I had these things that were, that I took that very personally. And I look back now and I can think like, oh yeah, I remember being 12 and making jokes and I'm sure they meant nothing by it. I'm sure they were just having fun and just having a laugh. And I carried it for so long. I took that very, very personally. But I didn't choose to. It just happened that way. But what I can do now is I can choose not to take something personally. That takes intention. That takes, that's a challenge on your part not to take something 
personally. So what matters to you in your life? What matters to you is going to matter. It, it, something different matters to somebody else. And we have the, ch- have the same chance daily, daily. And I think that's what the Bible refers to when it says to die to yourself. We have the same chance daily to choose not to take that personally. The same way Jesus chose not to take personally what happened to him. And I'm not talking about taking something to heart. If someone has feedback for you, let's say that you're kind of a you're kind of controlling or you're kind of a jerk sometimes and someone gives you feedback, I don't mean, hey, I'm not taking any of that. Dom said not to take that. Not today, Satan. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about when someone says something that is offensive to you, that's when you have a choice. You have a choice to take that personally or not. And we can have the same spirit, the same energy that Jesus did when he was on his way to his death. Say, I know that this isn't about me. Last thing I want you to to write down if you're taking notes. is that Jesus didn't come to fix human nature. He came to change it. See, it's human nature to be easily offended. It's human nature to be offended. Jesus didn't come to fix human nature. We are not broken. You think God accidentally made all of us broken and then Jesus came to fix us? Jesus didn't come to fix our human nature. He came to change our human nature. What Jesus did, what Jesus taught, changes everything about how we naturally think. I was just on a, uh, an airplane recently, sorry to brag. And what do they tell you? They tell you to put on your mask first before you help anybody else. Why would they tell you to do that? Why would you need to be told to do that? Maybe, maybe, and I didn't ask any of the flight attendants, maybe they tell you that because a natural reaction for a spouse would be to help their spouse with their mask. Maybe because the natural reaction of a parent would be to jump towards their kids and put the mask on them. You see what I'm saying? You see the human nature that's there? And so the way that Jesus teaches us, he says we need to die to ourself. We need to let our ego go. When we take things personally, we make ourselves bigger than anything else around us. We make ourselves bigger than our faith. You see, it takes faith not to take something personally. It takes faith. You know when we take something really personally is when God doesn't answer a prayer. Does anybody else feel that way? You feel like you take something personally when you ask specifically for God to do something and you feel like it's an honorable ask? You ask for your marriage to be restored. You ask for your kids to be healthy. You ask for someone to be healed from a sickness and it doesn't happen. Man, I've done that before. I've prayed for those things and I took those personally. But what we see here is when we choose not to take something personally, we put ourselves in the same spirit that Jesus had, seeing something bigger than us. 
And that's what we're celebrating today here on Easter Sunday is something that is bigger than us, bigger than me. It's so interesting how often we are told to die to ourselves. That others, Jesus is quoted as saying, we need to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And that's nice to say, and that's not, that, you know, that'd be a nice little quote to have at the bottom of your email. Or I don't know who emails anymore. Even that's an old thing to say now. At the bottom of your Snapchat. I'm hip, I'm with it, I get it. But think about that for a second. Think about someone who you would describe as your enemy. Now I want you to go love them this week. Think about this. Think about the people in the past week, in the past month, in the past year who have been persecuting you, who have been making your life difficult, who have been accusing you of things that are untrue, who have been lying to people about you. Now tell me that your gut reaction is to pray for them and hope good things happen to them. No. You know why? Because that is not human nature. Jesus didn't come to fix human nature. He came to change it. What he did on the cross wasn't to fix us. It was to change us. That's what we have the opportunity to walk out of here doing today. To love the people that are difficult to love. That's the Jesus way. The human nature way is to ignore, to even hate the people who are difficult to love, to remove them from our life, to avoid ever talking about them. That is the human nature way, but the Jesus way is we're going to love those people. All the people that make your life difficult, the human nature way is to retaliate and make their life difficult. The human nature way is to get those people out of our lives. The Jesus way he says, we're going to take time to pray for them. We're going to take time to pray, not, not, not to pray for their water to get cut off, or, you know what I mean? To pray for them for good things to happen. That's when life change happens. If you took a week to pray for the people who were awful to you, can you imagine the peace that you would have? Maybe nothing changes with them. want a good way to kill your ego it's to pray for the people who are awful to you it's to love actively love the people who don't want good things to happen in your life that is the Jesus way maybe that's what Jesus came to save us from Today on Easter Sunday, if you could, I want you to bow your heads real quick and close your eyes. Today on Easter Sunday, we have an opportunity, an opportunity to do something today, this week. An opportunity to, to actively do something in our life, in our marriages, in our parenting, in our friendships, in our relationships. Because I guarantee you this week, you will have an opportunity to be offended. You will have an opportunity to take offense You'll have an opportunity to take something personally in a negative way that somebody says about you or thinks about you. 
But because of what Jesus did, we can see that taking something personally is a choice. Human nature says take it personally. The Jesus way says you don't need to take it personally. Our faith can overcome that. And I don't mean in a spiritually bypassing way as in just have faith and everything will be okay. I mean we can actively choose to choose to have peace, to work to have peace in that way. So let's pray together today. God, on this Easter Sunday, we're reminded of what Jesus, Jesus did, what Jesus chose to do. I pray that we could have that same spirit this week, God. That we would be able to choose to love the people in our life who are difficult to love, that we would choose to pray for the people that persecute us, that we would choose to see that what you're doing on earth is bigger than each one person. That what Jesus did is bigger than each one person, God, that it is about all of us. I pray that we can have the same spirit Jesus did in that. We love you. We pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.